Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to everyone who takes the time and listens every day. We still get more and more feedback from people saying, hey, we love it. We listen every day. Parents that come up to me and our, our daughter listens every single day and then makes us listen, puts it on in the house. So we love hearing the feedback. You guys are awesome. You know, for, for me, it's been in my heart for weeks and months now to, to, to do more podcasts on the subject of faith. You know, I think it's the one, I know it's the one uh, subject that we, we as children of God need to get right. If the devil can hinder our understanding of faith, he'll hinder us. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. What does that mean? God wants us to trust him. That word trust, if you read an amplified Bible, which I suggest um, uh, you do if you are looking to get a second one, but Amphoi Bible, it says to trust in, to lean on, and to rely on, or to be, and to be confident in that word trust means. So God's looking for people to lean on him because that's what faith is. Faith is uh, being able to look at the promises of God and say, I believe this more than what I see. People ask, you know, what is the opposite of faith? Oh, the opposite of faith is fear. And that's partially true, but the opposite of faith is sight. And I talked about that, how faith was sight last time. It's a sight of the spirit. But today we're going to talk about uh, the eyes of faith and the voice of faith. The Bible says in Romans chapter four, and I know this is going to help you. I believe people listening, and there's things you're believing the Lord for, things that you've got your faith extended for, and this is going to be a boost and a supercharge to your faith. And I believe a key that you'll carry with you for as long as you live, and it'll make you more pleasing to God, which is awesome. Romans chapter 4, it says here, um, verse 4 says, Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Faith is belief in action. If you want to write a definition down, I ask people, what is faith? And they're all, quote, when I was able to teach at the uh, River University, the Bible school, uh, the, the class on faith, I had them define faith without using Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, because I say, what's faith? And people want to say, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence. Of, what, is it, what does that actually mean? Faith is an action that goes along with a, a heart belief that the word of God is true over your circumstances. It doesn't take faith to believe that the skies are blue. It takes sight to understand that the, the skies are blue. It takes faith to believe that the Bible says he's going to honor with long life will he satisfy you when someone when you're facing a, a sickness, right, a, a, that could lead to death, right? It takes faith to believe the contrary of what you see. We won't need faith when we see Jesus. We'll need sight, right? And so it says here that, that grace for the person who's working, it's not grace, right? It's by works. But it says, but to him that doesn't work, but believes on the just and justifies the ungodly. The eyes of faith are, are set on the object of our faith. The Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. But you know, the interesting thing, and, and this really helped me to understand, is that faith, faith is faith. Faith is in Jesus is faith in the complete person of Jesus. It doesn't take any more faith to believe that Jesus can heal you than it does to believe that Jesus can save you. Why? Because Jesus is the healer in the same way that he is the savior. It's all faith, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to link something back to, I'm going to link for me. One of the starting points of faith is linking my salvation 
linking everything back to my salvation. I believe people listening here are firm and concrete in their salvation. Man, how many of you are Christians? You're born again. How many of you know that if you died today, you'd go to heaven, right? Some of you may need to bow your head and be like, Lord, I'm sorry for what I said last night, and I'm sorry for what I did two days ago. But but we're confident, right? It's it's faith is sure in in God. Why? Because we know that he's able to save us. So when it says here, look at look at the subject of this verse, verse 5, Romans 4, 5, it says, but to him that doesn't work, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly. How are we able to be saved? We're saved because we believe God has the power to justify us. We believe that God has the eternal, he has the moral authority. He has the authority, the, the authority that he is the supreme being, that he is the only one who can forgive our sins, right? The tax man can't forgive your sins. He can forgive a debt, but he can't forgive your sins. The mayor of your city can't come in and say, hey, I abolish your sins. Anything you you've done. It's only God because it's his moral law. It's only God that has that place. And so the understanding is we can't go anywhere else. You can't go to to a political party and say, if we, if, if you, if we elect you, will you f- absolve our guilt, right? They can't lift that burden, but God can because he created the laws. He's the only one who can do it. So who are we looking at? We're not looking at a principle. We're looking at God. My eyes are focused on God, that he's the one who's able to do it. So as I focus on him, that belief comes, hey, he's able to forgive my sins. And so your faith has to be able to answer two questions. I want you to be able to see this. Faith has to answer two questions. When you look at God, you have to ask this, is he able? If you can answer, yes, he's able. The next question you have to ask is, is he willing? Matthew chapter 8 we see here in the uh, we see here Matthew chapter eight verse two. It says here suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. The man said, "If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean." What did Jesus said? Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. This man with leprosy had probably been watching Jesus. He'd probably heard the stories. There was no doubt in his mind that Jesus was capable. His reputation preceded him. Jesus was capable of healing anybody. He had raised the dead at this point. He had cast out devils. He had he'd killed countless of people. The Bible says, says things like multitudes came unto him. Now, when the Bible talked about multitudes, when he fed the 5,000, those were the numbers. So there were times where, imagine this, there's this time where five, six, 5,000 men, not including women and children, imagine five, 10, 15,000 people come and he heals every single one. At some point when you're like, well, he's healed 1,400 people in a row, you're, you're, the likelihood of him missing one becomes very low. So this man with leprosy knew, is that man is able, that man is able to heal me. Now, I just wonder, I have leprosy. You know, for me, I've been kicked out of society. I have leprosy. I, can't, I don't even live in the same place other people live. I don't know if he's willing to heal me. So he came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you're willing. He didn't say if you're able. He said, if you're willing. He knew he was able, but he said, if you're willing, you can make me whole. A lot of Christians, uh, unfortunately, have become lazy in their faith. 
and they don't go into the word to find out what God is willing to do. Faith is based on the willingness of God to do it. And that's why we take time to teach on Jesus and money, right? Is rich right? If you didn't listen to that one, go back and listen to it. Is it right to be rich? Because if you can look in the Bible and see where God did it for somebody else and where God is willing to do it for his children, you can have it. When I, when I looked in my Bible and I saw that the Bible said, uh, it is a, a good a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord, that it was a good thing to found a wife. And then the Bible even said that God, no good thing would he withhold from someone who walks uprightly. And so I saw that a wife was a good thing and that God would actually not withhold a wife from me because I walked uprightly. And then I saw in the Bible where God actually found a wife for Isaac. And I said, God, you're no respecter of persons. If you found a wife for Isaac, you've said a wife is a good thing. I'd get favor from you and that you wouldn't withhold a wife from me. I'm asking you to find me my wife. I'm not asking match.com to find her for me. I'm asking you to find her for me. Right. And so that was my prayer that I took to the Lord. And then some of you guys know the story. Um, I'm married now and we got a baby on the way. Just that the marriage comes first, right? Marriage, baby, family, all that stuff. Right. But that was where my faith was. I looked and I saw God is able to actually choose a wife for me. He did it for Isaac and he's willing because he said it's a good thing. And so faith puts its eyes not on, not on anything, but on God. And I want you to see something else. Romans chapter four, actually uh, on that same token, let me read Hebrews 11, 11. So it says here, this is the, uh, the hall of faith. Hebrews eleven eleven says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. She looked at God and said, I believe the one who spoke to me and made that promise to me is faithful. I have no reason to doubt that he's faithful. She didn't look at anything else. She looked at the fact that God is faithful. For many of you, you ask God for something and all you're doing is looking at the fact that it's not there yet. You need to begin to take your eyes off of your situation, off of your circumstance and put your eyes on the finished, the answered, the answer to your prayer. Put your eyes back on Jesus. Faith sets its sight on the creator. When you say, God, I'm asking you for this amount of money. I'm asking you for this vehicle. Don't set your sight. You wake up, Lord, I can't believe, I don't know why this thing isn't here today. You're looking at the circumstance. Eyes on the circumstance, weaken your faith. Eyes on Jesus, because he's faithful, strengthen your faith. Romans chapter four, it says, um, let me find the scripture that I was looking for. It says here in verse uh 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. When he went to sacrifice, when he, when he went to sacrifice Isaac, you know why he was willing to sacrifice Isaac? Because he looked at God and he knew that God could raise the dead. He counted God able that if God said, sacrifice your son, it was the same God who said, through him, all the nations of the earth, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And and I'll raise you up a seed. He looked at the character of God and said, God is able to raise him up for me. So I'm okay sacrificing him because God is faithful enough to do it. He's faithful who promised. And then if you see here, it says, um, now this is a key that's going to really help you. It says verse 18, it says, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. Verse 19, listen to this. Here's the key. You want to make your faith weak? 
then do what, he, what, what Abraham didn't do in verse 19. It says, and being not weak in faith, this is how you become weak in faith. So for, this is how he became strong, but it says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. You, you want to know the key to being weak in faith? Consider the circumstances that are opposed to the promise. Abraham had the opportunity to look at his body day after day. Man, this body's going to produce a seed. Look at my wife. Her womb's going to produce a seed. That thing's been dead for years. This, this body, it says he didn't even consider his body. He didn't even think about it. He didn't even give thought to it. If, you, if, you're, if you've got a disease, if you've got sickness in your body, the more you put your eyes on your pain, on your sickness, on the things that plague you, and you take your eyes off Jesus, the, more, the bigger the problem becomes. What you focus on becomes magnified. Oh, I'm behind. Oh, this. I sure do hope the Lord's going to do it. That language kills faith. Faith is looking at who God is until it becomes, man, it's impossible for God to lie. Man, it is literally impossible for God to lie. He said on the accordance of his word that I could have it. I believe and I've prayed and I've acted according to his word. And it's mine in Jesus name. And the next verse, it says here, Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. How did he become strong in faith? Giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Abraham learned the seed, the, the key to faith. And he looked at the ability of God. He looked at the willingness of God. He knew God was able, excuse me, willing because God said so. He counted that God was able and that's what he put his eyes on. And it says that the way he grew strong in faith was by giving praise and glory to God. The eyes of faith are set on God. The eyes of faith are set on Jesus. Who's what? He's our savior. He's our healer just as much as our savior. There are Christians who've taken him as their savior and never taken them and never taken him as their physician. And it's the same faith. Why? It's Jesus faith. It's not healing faith. It's not deliverance faith. It's not money faith. It's Jesus faith. It's the fact that he is. You just haven't looked at the other side of who he is. He is healer. If you take away healer, that means he's not fully savior because he's the one who's able to to heal us, right? And so people have just chosen to look at God. It's like having a an uncle who has connections at a university, he can get you into university, but then he has connections to get you a vehicle and he has connections to get you, right? He has connections to get you an apartment and he has connections to get you a job. And you say, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to him for my college. I'm not going to talk about the job, the housing, and he's willing and he's able to do it. But you've, you've only looked at one side of who he is. God is a healer. God is a miracle worker. He is a provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's our banner of victory. He's our Jehovah Ra. He's our shepherd. He leads and guides us. We should never live in darkness. We need to begin to look, put our eyes on God and see the promises of his word and, and be like Abraham who grew strong in faith. Why? Because he began to praise God. The eyes of faith are on God. The voice of faith sing God's praises. Praise is the voice of faith. 
How does that work? Lord, I thank you. Lord, you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me. Lord, you said that you'll always meet every single one of my needs according to your riches. It's not about my riches, Lord. It's about your riches. Lord, not only are you going to meet this need, but every single one after it. This is, I'll never be broke another day in my life. Man, not only this, but I'm going from glory to glory. I'm going to meet people's needs. Lord, you're going to put people on my heart and I'm going to be blessed enough to give. I'm going to be blessed enough to, to make loans to people. I'm going to be blessed enough to help people financially. I'm going to be blessed enough to do mighty exploits. I'm not staying small. I'm going from glory to glory. The Bible says the right, and you begin to pour out praises to God. And that's how faith grows. Things like this, I believe, will stay with you. The, the, there's thing, keys in the word of God that God gives us. Do you want to be strong in faith? Give praise to who God is. Eyes on him. Do you want to be weak in faith? Eyes on your circumstances. Learn to take your eyes off the problem, off your circumstances, and fix your eyes. And at some point, you'll look back and you'll be like, hey, problem's gone. What do you do? You just keep your eyes on Jesus. We love hearing from you. Thanks for listening. That's, that's what I got for you today. You guys are awesome. Please subscribe if you haven't and share this on your Instagram if you feel like it. Don't do anything you don't feel like because that would be inconvenient. We love you. Have a great day.